Hi, everyone. We are live. Welcome back to Coffee with Craner. I'm your host, Lyndon Crane, and today I'm here with Cynthia Summers from the Windsor Essex Community Housing Corporation. She's the CEO, and today we're going to be talking about her career path, how she became CEO of our Community Housing Corporation, and uh, what exciting things are in store for CHC. Cynthia, thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. And uh, my favorite question and the most difficult one, where yeah. in Windsor-Essex, I know you're new to Windsor-Essex, is your favorite place for coffee? So that is a difficult question because one of the things that I realized very quickly when I came here is how good the coffee is here. We've got about 10 different good coffee places, yes. if not more. So I have two. I'm sorry, I'm going to cheat. I really love the coffee exchange on Alep. It's close to my office. It's a great place to meet people. The coffee is fantastic. And I also like Cava Cafe, which is in yes. La Salle. The chef there is a Cordon Bleu chef. So she makes amazing desserts as well as sandwiches. And the coffee is amazing. So I have two. It is. Uh, Cava Cafe in La Salle has great baked goods as well. Yes. So it's, uh, it's to die for, for sure. Um, can you talk to us about, just before we jump into the questions, um, for those that don't know, what is Windsor-Essex Community Housing Corporation? What, what services do you provide to the community? We provide housing to mid to uh, lower income people. We provide also market rent housing within the community. We have 44,850 units. We're the fourth largest housing provider in Ontario. Mm -hmm. uh, we have 12,000 people uh, who live here as our tenants, and we have about 125 staff. Wow. So we're the biggest in Windsor-Essex of providing this type of housing. Mm -hmm. And the corporation was established, I imagine, years ago. About 30 years ago, yeah. 30 years ago, and it's it's only growing, right? The yes. need for, for housing supports is, is through the roof right now. Yes. In Windsor-Essex, <laughs> we currently have about 6,500 people on the active wait list looking for housing. Mm-hmm. One of the challenges I think Windsor-Essex is facing right now with this, because across Canada, there's a housing crisis. But one of the challenges for Windsor in particular is that traditionally Windsor was very affordable. Mm -hmm. So people would graduate from college or university, they'd be able to buy a detached home. That wasn't the case in larger municipalities such as the GTA. That's a good thing that it's been like that. But the challenge now is that we don't have the housing stock. We don't have a lot of residential rental housing. We don't have high-rise buildings. We don't have small units that people can actually afford. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and you mentioned the GTA, and, and that'll steer me towards the next question. You came from the Burlington area. Yes. Yeah, so talk to us about, I guess, the life of Cynthia before becoming CEO. How did I get here? So I was raised in Hamilton. I went to school in Hamilton. I went to McMaster University. I eventually landed in Burlington. Mm -hmm. um, my history of my involvement and my passion for working with uh, people with vulnerabilities and people living in housing started a long time ago. I was born into a family where my mother actually had a very serious mental health condition. She had schizophrenia. Okay. So when I was about seven, my parents divorced. I was with my siblings helping care for my mother mm -hmm. and it immediately introduced me to the challenges and the stigma that people face who have serious mental health conditions. And the benefit of this was being introduced to the idea that people don't have conditions, people don't have addictions, people don't have mental health. Their moms, dads, brothers, sisters, 
who are also dealing with challenges. And the reason that's important is, you know, I really firmly believe that any one of us can need support at different times in our life. And I grew up with this passion for serving people and, and for helping people who are vulnerable. So when I was about 16, I started working in an organization in Hamilton that assists people with severe mental and physical challenges. I worked for the Salvation Army. I worked for the Halton Board of Education with kids with autism and supporting their families. I later went on to work in family benefits, which today is Ontario Works and Ontario Disability. And then I decided, I started to have my family. I decided to go back to school and get a master's degree in social work, wrote a thesis on serving serving consumers of family benefits and empowering them and involving them in the policy process, mm -hmm. which remains my, my passion today, which is engaging people. When we make policy and make decisions about people, I think the people who are making those decisions should be involved in the decision making. So I did that and then I got involved with the social benefits tribunal. I sort of took a different turn in my career where I got into administrative law. So I worked with the social benefits tribunal. I then served on the landlord and tenant board when the Ontario government created that board. I was there for eight and a half years. So I learned about housing issues, precarious housing, the challenges of people trying to maintain housing, raise kids. I went on to serve at York University where I set up a tribunal to work with students who were facing expulsion due to behavioral issues. Mm -hmm. So ensuring fairness there, seeing some of the challenges of young people trying to fit in to the university culture. Then I went on to work in the, for the Immigration and Refugee Board. I was an adjudicator and then the vice chair and the lead for uh, marine arrivals from Sri Lanka at one point. And there I learned about the challenges of newcomers to Canada and how, you know, people have to fit in the challenges of not knowing English, for example, or French, and then the issues of trauma. Some of these people have been tortured and persecuted and they come to Canada and they bring trauma with them. So I've always been fascinated by people and always wanted to, to work to make them feel in control of their lives so that they can make their own decisions. In uh, 2014, I joined Toronto Community Housing in the City of Toronto as the first ever Commissioner of Housing Equity. And I oversaw and audited Toronto Community Housing's uh, treatment and how they work with their senior and vulnerable persons. And I was there for about eight and a half years. It was a real honor. It's the only office in North America. Um, and I learned how to work effectively with people with vulnerabilities, how to engage them so that they'll actually work with you so we can sustain their housing. Mm -hmm. And I created a course that I taught in the post-secondary system on using alternative dispute resolution techniques to serve and to engage vulnerable persons. Um, I taught in the post-secondary system for about 20 years. And then this opportunity came up. And it was good timing in my personal life because my kids had launched, they had moved out, so they were living away. I really wanted the opportunity to take my administrative law background, my social work background, mm -hmm. and my passion for working with vulnerable people and being able to come to an organization that had been pretty, stayed the same 
they have the, a very constant management here. Mm -hmm. I wanted to join the organization and really make an impact not only to the organization, but also to Windsor Essex. Yes. So when I joined, my focus was, I had three focuses. One was uh, ensuring that the organization is tenant focused in every decision and getting tenants involved in decision making, mm -hmm. which we've done. We recently created a new arrears collection process and eviction prevention process. And we had tenants volunteering around the table to give their lived experience and to give wow. feedback on the policy. My second focus was to work with the amazing 125 people who work here and really make their lives better. Mm -hmm. You know, they every single role in this organization gives back to tenants every day. And it's hard to do that if you don't feel appreciated. Yes. So I really wanted to shine my light on that issue and make sure people know that their work's valuable and that it's noticed. Mm -hmm. And then the third part, especially being a newbie to Windsor Essex, is I wanted to get involved in the community. I wanted to get to know everyone from elected officials to leaders in the community to, you know, person down the street. So when you talk about the coffee, I'll go to a coffee shop and I'll start chatting with whoever's in the coffee shop, just absorbing the incredible culture here. Yes. You know? Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's great that you very extensive CV, of course, and then uh, bringing that to Windsor and, and taking a new approach to uh, the organization and also to the community. And now I understand this month is your one year uh, anniversary. Next, with the 22nd will be one year. Yes. I can't get over how quickly it's gone by. I look at everything we've done um, and I'm, you know, I can see that we've been busy. I've been busy. The whole team's been busy, but it's been a whirlwind of a year. One of the first things I did was I asked the team, uh, I said, if anybody wants to meet with me, come out and meet with me. Well, of that 125 people, 102 people met with me one-on-one -on -one to talk about, you know, their vision, to be really honest, people were really vulnerable. They would tell me what they don't like about the process or what's a challenge. Mm -hmm. um, I then went out, like I said, and met with community, but it started with the team yes, and then with the tenants. And uh, we've also set up bi-weekly meetings where we go, I, I bring the entire executive team because I don't think people should just stay in the office. And we go out into a different community every two weeks. And okay. it's to see the property, to assess our property, assess our assets, see what we could do better, see what we're doing well. But for me personally, what it is, is I get to meet with tenants and random tenants. It's not pre-set up. So I'll wander up to someone and say, hi, I'm Cynthia. And how do you like living here? And again, the trust and the openness has been astounding to me. Mm -hmm. And I should have known that because when I went through the interview process, the board of directors interviewed me and they're probably one of the biggest reasons that I said yes when I was offered the job because they were really innovative and very tenant focused and yes. really wanted to get more engaged in the work that we do. And what do you see now being here for a year? There's there's many challenges that you've had to, to face as CEO. Um, what what is one that stands out is as as the biggest with whether it's tenants the organization um, the really the economy. Mm -hmm. I think there's so many positives, but the one the biggest challenge is we need more housing, mm -hmm. and that you know this is the perfect time to achieve that I think because we've got all three levels of government are supporting 
the need for housing, I've identified the need for housing, but it takes three to five years to start a new build and to yep. get a building up. And like I said, I think Windsor, Essex has this challenge because traditionally this wasn't an issue. So clearly, why would you build residential buildings if you don't need them? But now we really need them. And I think the biggest challenge is getting the funding organized, uh, ensuring that people know that we're actually the experts in this field, because you know we've recently built Meadowbrook. All of our buildings now are essentially passive houses or zero energy emission houses. But on top of that, we know the clientele, we know the people that need the housing. And I think we need to be really innovative. Uh, we need to partner, we need to have, you know, this is my opinion, we need mixed communities where it's commercial, a little bit of commercial, a little bit of residential, maybe condos and then affordable, but also deeply affordable housing. And this is obviously, a, it's, it's a struggle across Canada and across, you know, globally. Um, what keeps you motivated with that goal on the horizon that really providing housing for everyone? So, you know, nobody's on the street that people have supportive housing available to them. What keeps you motivated to achieve that goal? Yeah, I'm definitely determined to achieve that goal. I'm definitely motivated. It's the people, you know, I've talked about when we go out every two weeks and I meet mm -hmm. with tenants, we're also doing tenant meetings. You know, I went out and I spoke to about 150 tenants at one of our locations and they were really they were really concerned about security and i was able to bring that back to my team and i was able to say we're going to fund security cameras we're going to increase the security because you know i've heard from these tenants the tenants are really resilient people who've overcome a lot and you know i go out to communities and i see children and i know that where they live will affect the trajectory trajectory of their lives. For example, when I talked in the beginning about growing up with my mother who had a mental health issue, one of the things I didn't have to deal with was homelessness mm -hmm. because we owned our home. So that was never a component. And I often think, you know, if if these kids can't be proud of their homes, if they can't bring their friends home to their homes, how do they go on to achieve school? How, how do they get an education? How do they um, build their own lives and then, you know, grow up and have their own careers and perhaps raise their own families. Mm -hmm. So I truly, the only time I've ever teared up here was I was in a community, I was looking at some kids and I went, we've got to do better for these kids. Mm -hmm. We've got to get housing because the other thing is some of the stock that we have, well, most of the stock is fairly old and, you know, 50 years old. I think the average is about 54 years old. That's the average. Um, some of these properties, probably we need a bigger plan where some of these properties we won't keep and we'll build new builds because today, you know, when you think about affordable housing, it doesn't look like what you used to think of. Yes. These yeah. are beautiful buildings. We mm -hmm. have a, a building on Crawford that quite honestly, as you drive down the street, it's a beautiful street, but it is the nicest building on the street. Nobody would drive by that house and go, oh, that's affordable housing. So I think to get rid of stigma, yes, to make healthy thing. communities, we need more new builds as well. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the bottom line is Windsor-Essex has 6,500 people right now who need housing. Wow. That's a, it's a shocking number. And it, it really, like you said, it takes all levels of government to um, provide those supports. 
the additional housing options. It's it's going to take the the municipal, federal, and provincial government to to come together and continue to provide funding each year um, towards these projects. And and you mentioned Meadowbrook, which is which is a massive uh, win for the area. Uh, was it 145? 147 units. Yeah. 50% are affordable, 50% are market. Mm -hmm. uh, we're also providing some apartments for uh, community living, for family services, and for hiatuses. So it's a real mixed building. It's a beautiful building. Um, you know, it's highly energy efficient. You know, the goals for, for Windsor for 2040 are, I believe, 40% efficiency. Okay. We've already achieved that in Meadowbrook. In fact, we're looking at more like 65 to 70 percent efficiency. What that means is for the tenants, it means their their utility bills might be $30 a month. Okay. What it means for the city of Windsor, uh, our sole shareholder, is that our bills are that much lower. So the benefit of these high energy efficient buildings is that they save money mm -hmm. and they save the environment. Yes, it's a win-win. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and really, my, my final question is uh, for you. What's next? What is some exciting things that are coming up at CHC that you can share um, that you're looking forward to over the next coming years at your CEO? I think uh, there's many facets. When you look at the three areas, uh, I see tenants as being really engaged. Mm -hmm. Currently, we don't have, for example, a tenant advisory board or committee for our board of directors. Okay. They've indicated an interest in that. That's fantastic. So I'm sure we'll be doing that. I want to see literally every policy, whether it's around uh, asset management, whether it's around development, I want to bring tenants in to the table and not as a consultation, mm -hmm. not as here's what we did, what do you think? Literally before we've come to that point. Yeah. So we're getting their input. I want to see tenants um, advocating um, advocating for themselves or their others if people aren't able to advocate. So that's the tenant side. On the staff side, I really want to see us achieve a, a level of, you know, best employer. I want, recently we've changed our benefits plan and no additional cost. I should add that um, to improve that. I want uh, more staff recognition because we have a real mix. We have people who've been here a long time who know the work, who are committed their whole careers Yes. serving people and then we've got brand new people coming in so we need to build the culture and you know get people working together and they are i mean it, this has been a blessing the group of people here and windsor in general are just so wonderful to work with but sometimes when people work really hard you take them for granted and i don't want people to ever feel that yep, and then on the development side i really do want to advocate in the community with the elected officials and with private developers and with other like-minded people you know we partner with habitat for humanity for example i want us building houses they don't all have to be large like meadowbrook mm -hmm. uh, we're currently in the process of building uh, or renovating six properties and they're all triplexes fourplexes one detached home so they don't all have, they have to fit into the community. Yes, yeah. The advantage of another large build would be, of course, more people get housing quicker. Mm -hmm. But that's something that's essential, I think. Yes, yeah, and it's gonna take the, the province and the federal government to kick in as well. Yes. 
Yes, and everyone, you know, I think we're at a good point because everyone's talking that way. I think what we need to do is get the coordination. Hundred percent. No, there's a lot of exciting things, and and I what I think was fantastic. What you said is tenant representation, making sure they have a voice and the ability to um, create change in the organization that they're that they're paying into. Right? They uh, they're they're paying their rent each month, and they want to be heard. So I think that's really important. Something that I've thought about a lot since I've been here and I haven't thought about in a long time is my original thesis on getting uh, consumers as social assistance involved in the policy process. And mm -hmm. I thought one of the most rewarding things for me here is I'm actually able to do that here. Yeah, full and circle. Here we are. Yeah, full circle. And here we're actually doing it. So, you know, this organization will hopefully provide even better services being informed by the people who need and use those services. Absolutely. I'm excited for, for what's to come at uh, CHC, Windsor Essex Community Housing Corporation. And just congratulations to you on uh, a successful first Thank year and all Thank that you've you. done. We're lucky to have your expertise in, in Windsor. Um, sorry, Burlington, but uh, <laughs> she's ours for the next little bit. Um, Cynthia, thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. If you missed the episode, visit coffeewithcraner.com where you can watch it all in full. Thanks so much, and we'll see you soon.